more importantly, you're about to fight a, a horrible black gribbly. <laughs> and try to take the shotgun from the guy behind me. Yeah. Yeah. So I believe where we got to was one of these lovely little fellas had just basically whipped one of the, the living soldiers up into the air and left a pile of bones and blood on the floor. <laughs> and you are staring into the bottom of one of these wards, one of these big wells. The, the spawn itself, the formless spawn, was, it was kind of lurking above the entrance that you came in. And as soon as the soldier walked through, he reached down with his, or it reached down with its horrendous black oozing tentacles and just whipped him up. I recognize this, you know, as what we fought before, right? So I know the shotgun's not going to do anything, but I still would feel better with, with the gun in my hand. So I'm going to turn around and try to take the shotgun of the guy behind me. There is a shotgun now lying on the ground just in front of you. Oh, that's right, because the guy got... The guy got whipped up. So that might be easier, because you can see this guy behind you is, is panicking, and he's starting to wave the shotgun around, and you might want to get out of the way of that. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll grab that shotgun off the ground and... Uh... Start uh, backing up if La Fuente will let me uh, back down the tunnel. Okay, so La Fuente looks shocked, and then you hear him say, Damn it, not one of these. <sighs> and he seems more exasperated than scared at this point. And then he speaks some words. He raises his hand in the air, and he speaks some words. Now, Richard, you can, you can make a Cthulhu Mythos roll if you want. Yeah, I do. Do you have any of the Macau language? You, you didn't get it, did you? No, I didn't. No, I failed didn't. the... Yeah, I failed. Okay, no. Well, you don't understand what you're saying. But uh, nevertheless, you see him chanting some words. He puts both hands up in the air, and then he brings them together, like clap. He makes his hands into fists, and then he smacks them together in front of him. And actually, when you see the gesture, you recognize it. It's the gesture he made that threw you across the jungle. Oh, okay. All right. So he gets a 92. Oh, well, it fails anyway. Okay, so to your great, I suppose, relief, you see this wave of... It's like the air ripples in front of you. The force of it actually pushes you down quite firmly to the ground as this wave of force passes over your head as you're ducking down to get the shotgun. And you see it it just just hurl this, this creature all the way across to the other side of the well where it just splats against the wall. It just, it just turns into this thin sheet of black mess. And then La Fuente says, run for God's sake, run. And he turns around and he starts running back along the tunnel. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll run. Boy, that, uh, that looks different on the, when you're on the other side of it there. He doesn't really reply, but he's just running. Well, the soldier's gonna have to make a sanity roll. And I think you're gonna have to make one as well, because I, I can't remember. Did you take a note? Did you lose any sanity when you first saw one of these things? I did, I lost one point. You lost one point, okay. So it is possible that you might lose some more. Yeah, you are going to have to. But um, let me let me roll for this soldier first, because this is going to be fun. <laughs> See what happens to him. <laughs> okay, Bolivian soldier. Oh my god. His sanity is 25. No, no, he fails. And he loses five sanity. Oh no. And uh, he's now indefinitely insane. <laughs> so I will, roll, I will roll a d10. I've got a feeling this is not going to be good for him. Okay, and this is how many rounds? Eight rounds. Oh, holy shit. What are you going to do to me here? The soldier strides forward into the, into the well and he says, Ha ha! See? See? You can't stand up to us. We are your masters. We are superior to you in every way. And he just starts ranting and ranting about his, his immense superiority over this creature, not noticing that as he is speaking, it is starting to re reform gradually against the wall where it was splattered. And he's just maniacally gloating over his, his, his huge victory over, the, over this creature. And he's standing there with his shotgun just in one hand and raising his other hand in the air. Okay, so um, yeah, Richard, you're gonna have to make a sanity roll as well. All right. Oh. Very good. Okay, you still lose one point, but you're fine. 
and in a way this is probably working out about as well as you, you it could have because not only does this thing splattered and you've got a good head start on it but it's got a tasty snack waiting for it right in the middle of the right in the middle of the ward okay so you're running yeah yeah yes i am okay i think i'm probably following lafuente at this point yes you you are he's he's just he's just charged off down the, the, the tunnel what's your movement speed move rate is nine Oh, okay, so you're actually faster than him, but he, he's got a little bit of a head start on you. And he's just kind of shouting back, Don't look back! Just keep running! Those things cannot be killed! Not by means that I have, at least. Yeah, no, he won't get any arguments from me. <laughs> he's just running. <laughs> and then he says, And it's faster than either of us. We have to get some distance before it starts chasing. Well, I'm running as fast as I can. What, what do you suggest we do? He says, Oh, damn! I should have thought we could close the door. It obviously doesn't know how to get out. Do you want to go back and try it? He looks at her and says, Oh, yeah, we, we could close the door, and we don't want that thing following us up the well. Yeah, he'll go back and try it. <laughs> so, you've probably only run about maybe like 100 yards or so at this point. So it will take you another round. You'll have to turn around, and then and it'll take you a round to, to run back. Yes, that's right. I, I'll turn around and say, I mean, if you want to just go, just go. It's not like I want you to wait for me. He says, No, I I might need to cover you if, this, if that thing comes again. All right. Enemy of my enemies, huh? And he just goes. Yeah. So he's running with you. As you head back towards the stone, you can see that this formless creature has basically just enveloped the soldier and is and is just digesting him in front of your eyes. And he's going to be finished very soon. So you've got, you're going to have to move really quick. And Lafuente says, go on, go, do it. And as you bend down, Lafuente says, sorry about this old chap. I push it. But before you can do that, because he was basically getting ready to cast another oh, prize. So, right, Richard's not very smart and he's unlucky. So we're good. He's basically trying to blast you into the chamber with this thing. Oh my gosh. You've got a decent chance of resisting this because he would have to roll very well, but he's going to try anyway. So he's only got five magic points left. That means he gets to roll 10d10, and that's the strength of the spell. Bring it. Well, average, 52. Okay, so, yeah, you need to make a con roll. Okay. Okay, you made a successful con roll. So yeah, the, the the good news is you are not knocked unconscious. The bad news is that you are flung 52 feet into the chamber and you're just sent sprawling across the floor. And then with a grinding noise, you see the door closing in front of you. And it's you are left locked in this well with a formless creature just finishing off its meal and wondering where its dessert is. Oh god. Oh my goodness. Now, <gasps> we will leave you there for the minute. Oh, Andy. Because we need to we need to we need to cut back to AP and Selby. You're killing me here. You're killing me. <sighs> okay, AP and and Selby, you've heard gunfire, shouting, screams and unholy noises coming from this tunnel that's opened up uh, at the bottom of the well. What are you doing? Are we already walking downstairs as quickly as possible? Mr. Selby, do you have your sword? I do, and he draws it. Please, go ahead of me. I'm grievously injured. Fear oh, it will take me some time. Oh, I am I... limping along, leaning heavily, heavily on my cane. Logan will rush down the stairs, sword in hand. You're actually at the bottom of the well at this point because they, they weren't that far ahead of you. But, and with all the shenanigans that was going on, you, you're already at the bottom of the well at this point. So, and you're hearing these screams coming and, sh and shotgun blasts and everything else. And the tunnel door is closing. All you can see is an opening and a tunnel going into darkness. You, you can hear shouts. And if you both make a listen roll. The only thing you hear is me dragging my limp, lifeless body behind me as I crawl down the stairs. Professor, will you stop bleeding so loud? I'll try. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that because of those fumbles, you're both convinced due to some weird 
echoing effect that the sounds are coming from somewhere else not from this tunnel and so you waste around just looking because you you heard Richard shouting out and you heard La Fuente's voice but you're sure it was coming from somewhere else are they behind us yeah look, I think they're up there uh, just, I'm looking around so you, you you lose around for for that but then but then you um then you orientate yourselves and the tunnel is up ahead no, let us press on. So you've no idea who those voices were, but it sounded pretty rough. And of course, you know that La Fuente took took Richard down here just you know a few minutes ago. AP is only seven movements, so he's quite slow. So Logan, if you're going at full speed, you would you would be getting ahead of the professor at this point. Well, he is grievously injured as well. Mm. So what are you doing? You're you're charging down the tunnel, you said. Yep, with my sword, you know, in my hand. With your sword in hand. Okay, so after about 30 seconds, make a spot hidden roll. You look up and you realize you can see La Fuente running towards you and he hasn't seen you at this precise moment. What do you want to do? I'll attack him. Okay, Logan, you go charging. He was on the army football team. He's just going and running in for a tackle, just. Amazing. Are you going to go with your sword? Or I will literally just try and tackle him down? I think I will attack him with the sword initially. Okay, so at the very last minute, uh, La Fuente looks up and he goes, No! As you come in with the sword. And uh, you can make your sword attack. Go for it. Wow. Feast or famine. Feast or famine. That is good. I mean, there wasn't a lot of time for thinking, you know, so sword in hand. Mr. Sylvia, you are quite rash. That is what I like about you. Maybe the momentum of him running and you running and he just basically just runs straight into the sword point. Impales himself on my sword. Yeah. You just had it set like a lance, and he comes running into it. I'm running with my sword arm right out in front of me, you know. And you cut through quite a deep cut on his arm and his and the side and his side. And and you turn to maybe try and slash him again. I think it's dark enough that you can't really see exactly what's going on right now, but it's going to be his turn anyway. And you see him get something strange, hold something strange in his hand. It's this kind of metal spike, but it's kind of in an S shape. And each end is sharp, but also kind of somehow carved or or cast into a snake's head pattern. That seems familiar it's not the same as that flame gun. It, it's something different. And in fact, you realize it's something different when he just basically, with a cry of pain, obviously, as you slice through him, he goes, you filthy monkey scum. And then he just kind of moves his arm back and then he flicks it forward as if he was throwing a frisbee and he throws this thing straight at you. Dadrol? You can definitely try. No. No, I mean, you've got a great dodge skill, but no. So this thing just hits you in the chest. It doesn't do a lot of damage, though. It just seems to kind of lodge in your chest. It does three damage. But you suddenly feel the spikes just are suddenly irradiating just incredible pain into your chest. It's absolute agony. And you're going to have to make a hard constitution roll. You made it. You're fine. And I, I guess you just shrug it off, grunt in pain. And when he sees that you're still standing there, he says, damn it, damn it. And then he looks around, trying to maybe find a, a way of getting away from you because he, he does not like that sword. And just at this point, Professor AP, you caught up with them. Limping up on my cane. <laughs> Limping up on cane. And you see, you see the badly wounded La Fuente and you see Logan standing there. I suppose he's probably trying to pull this weird metal thing out of his chest at this point. Now, Mr. Selby is facing me on the other side. Does La Fuente notice me as I'm behind him and he is deeply injured? Uh, he would have to make a spot hit probably. Okay. Because I do want to try to knock him out from behind with my cane. He, he has noticed you, yes. Okay. He has. Hard to ignore that much blood. Yeah, because um, if you were to shoot at him with your with your submachine gun, actually, I, I think you've you've emptied uh, emptied the drum, haven't you? I've not put a new drum in yet, so I'm just going to use my my cane. Okay, so you can definitely do that. You can go up behind him and oh, not behind him, but you can just you can just smack him over the head. He's 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 already had his 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 action this round. Going for the knockout. Excellent. 
Now, did he? He's already dodged as well, so he can't even dodge out of the way. Yeah, you you just clonk him on the head, and he's down and unconscious. Selby, are you hurt? I'm all right. Where's Richard? I don't see him. What is that thing in your chest? Can you pull it out? I will be trying to pull that out, but I'm also looking to see if I can see Richard. So the thing does come out quite easily, actually, after the initial... Um, it's not barbed or anything. And you realize it, it kind of had this some kind of liquid on the end of it. That was what was causing the, pa- the immense pain. Poison. Yeah. There's no sign of Richard. The, the corridor is dark. Again, you can both make a, a listen roll, <laughs> if you want. I'm going to wrap a uh, handkerchief around my, uh, the top of my cane, try to make a makeshift torch. Okay. I think you've got probably, you must have a light source anyway. You've probably got flashlights. Or at least Logan probably has. Yeah. AP, do you want to make a listen roll as well? Yeah. Maybe one day one of you will pass. We only check the box if we succeed, right? Do you want to spend four luck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You only tick the box if you naturally succeed. You can't, you don't tick it with a pushed roll or if you spend luck. Now, AP, do you want to spend four luck? Sure. I would imagine what you hear is a muffled shotgun blast (laughs) coming from down the corridor. I I would imagine that's what you you hear, but let's go and find out whether that's really what you hear. All right, so with my uh, cane in one hand and dragging the limp body of LaFuente in the other, I hobbled down towards the noise. So we're cutting to Richard now. Richard, this thing has finished its meal as you pick yourself up off the ground. You can make another luck roll. All right. Woo! Excellent. To your great relief, you realize that the shotgun is just a few inches away from your hand. Oh, yeah, I'll grab it. Absolutely. Okay, you've, it's, it is loaded, but it's only got two shells in it. The rest of the shells must have been on the soldier, who is now in very small pieces on the ground, or what's left of him. My question is, is there a light source? Because I'm at the bottom of a well, right? So is there light coming from above, or...? I don't know if LaFuente left me in here in the dark or if I can see it. There is a light source, yes, because the soldier had a torch as well, and that that's now lying on the ground, pointing across, but which is making it hard hard to see exactly what's going on, but it is lighting up enough of the bottom of this well. The well is so dark that the light source is actually, you know, illuminating it quite reasonably reasonably. But this thing is dark and it's it's kind of flowing around and it's it seems to be kind of waiting to find uh, a good moment to pounce on you. Okay, I'm going to back away from it. I try to get back towards the door. Like, if I can put my back to a wall. I know it can come down walls, but... <laughs> and I will shoot at it, because I know I've got I've got no fire. So Yeah, yeah. Okay, your dex is 90. That's fine. Okay, so do you want to fire once or twice? Fire twice, that's it. You'll, you'll be out of ammo and you'll have to. Yeah, just once, just once. Okay, make the roll. You, oh, can, you want to spend one I... luck? Yeah. <laughs> then roll, roll 4d6. Okay. I mean, this this is what the damage would have been. Wow, that would have been so good. Yeah, it would have been. You blast a huge hole in the middle of it as as black gelatinous matter gets, gets splattered all against the back of the well but you know that it just reforms around it okay. and it surges forward towards you okay so it's coming towards me i'm trying to go around like against the wall is there any way i can get past it and try to start running up the stairs if it's a well it should have stairs yes you can try i would say next round you'll be able to get onto the stairs if you can if you can evade its attacks oh, okay that, that's what i want to try yep okay so the thing comes at you Okay, it's gonna try and grab you with one of its tentacles, and it misses. It misses. Talk about gubbing up the work. But it is gonna try again. It's got another pseudopod that comes shooting out like a like a geezer, almost like liquid, shooting up out of a geezer. This time it it hits you, but you can dodge. You can dodge. Yes. You manage to dodge out the way as, as as this thing just is shooting out parts of itself at you. It's just implacable. It just keeps coming no matter what you do as it forms and reforms mouths and, and teeth and, and legs and tentacles are kind of 
forming and reforming as it rolls towards you. Make a intelligence roll. Okay. Okay, so you can get to the stairs and start climbing. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think I have any choice. Okay. Are you going to shoot it again, or are you going to conserve your, your ammo? Conserve my, my bullet, because uh, that just doesn't work, you know? So I can't, I can't do that again. Okay. So, given that you're going up, you can move probably... You, you, you can get probably about 50 yards up. So you start running up the stairs. Make a constitution roll. Okay. Well, it's a regular success. Because we are now in a chase. Ooh. So your movement speed will be 9. Which is good. Let's see what it gets. Yeah, the problem is... This thing's movement speed is 12. It's way faster than you, and you realize that almost immediately. As you start running, it takes a while, but then it just kind of... It just kind of moves vertically up the wall and round, and it's just basically cutting you off. There's no way you'll be able to run from it, and it is going to attack you again. Okay. Oh, man. Try to give me the kiss off. Yeah, the f <laughs> first attack is a hit. That is a... Do you, do you want to try and dodge that? <sighs> yeah, I should probably. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good hit as well. Yep. No. Nope. The thing basically wraps its tentacle around you, almost squeezing the the, the breath out of you. You, you, you. You're winded; that you can feel the all the all the air just being pushed out of your lungs as it as it wraps this incredibly powerful tendril around you, and it does eleven damage. Oof. Eleven damage. Okay. And then you see it opening up this this vicious. This disgusting mouth. It's got bubbling black oozing liquid inside it. The digestive juices are popping and fizzing. You can see like this big pool, almost like one of these carnivorous plants. But this particular carnivorous plant has rows and rows of jagged rock-like teeth in, in, oh, no. in concentric rings going down. And it's gonna try and swallow you. Okay, okay. No. Tell me what you do as it as it's trying to force you into its mouth. Can I try to wedge the shotgun in its jaws? Yes. Yep, that's what, that's what I'll do. Be like, <laughs> wedge it in there, kind of like wedge its mouth open with the shotgun. Okay, now let's cut back to the boys. Okay, so you heard the shotgun go off, and you know that. Well, you hope, I suppose, that that's Richard. Although, why he's firing? down the tunnel. You don't see the muzzle flash, but you know which direction it's coming from. Okay, so I suppose we have to uh, look for the secret door. Which way did that come from? You can both make an intelligence roll. It was that way, I'm certain of it. Wow. Okay, well, so AP, you have deduced beyond any shadow of doubt that the end of this passageway, which you can see up ahead as you've run down it, must end. There must be the same door opening. And because you rolled so well, you realize exactly where it is. Maybe there was just this little indentation, like in the wall where it had gone in. And, and because you were so sure of how the, the mechanism worked, you found it straight away. It's obviously like opened as such. Thick. <laughs> yeah. So you press in the stone and there's a grinding noise as the door opens up and inside you see the horrific sight of your friend Richard being being manhandled by by a tentacled monstrosity as it's basically trying to eat him. You are both going to have to make a sanity roll for seeing this thing again. Oh dear. Oh dear. Oh Not this thing again. Yeah, you both have to roll a d10. Oh, not my D10. Oh, that's good. That's good. AP. Oh, you're both fine. You manage to get this open and you see this horrible sight. Richard is in a life and death struggle with this thing. So, Richard, you are being squeezed and thrashed around. You're being waved around in the air by this tentacle. What do you want to do? I'm going to try to use my left foot. Even though you're in this life and death struggle, you have seen that the door has opened up. And your pals are down there at the bottom of the well with you. Okay, I saw them too. Oh man, what took you guys so long? Okay, I'm gonna try to shoot this thing. 
Okay. Go for it. Okay, that is a hit. <laughs> That's an impale. Uh, you can't get an impale with a shotgun, but it does the maximum damage. So it does 24 damage. And you just you, you just blast completely through this ten tendril and you drop to the staircase as this thing sort of recoils. It obviously can feel pain, even if it can reform quickly. So you are now dropped. And it is going to try and get you again, but at least at least it's going to have to grab you first before it can try and bite you. Okay. So the grab, it reaches out again with a tendril, and that just about hooks onto you. So you can try and dodge if you want. Dodge. Okay. Oh no. Oh no. This could potentially knock you out. Okay. Because it does a lot of damage, let's see. No, no, but you are really badly wounded now as this thing smashes into you, picks you up, and now it's going to try and swallow you. Oh, thankfully it doesn't manage it. So you're down to six hit points. Oh my god, you guys are in such bad shape. However, the good news is, the good news is that the cavalry is here to rescue you. Logan, AP, what are you doing, guys? Your friend is in serious trouble. Fuck, Selby! With sword still in hand, I think Logan would rush in. Okay. Try to sever that tentacle, Mr. Selby, as I weakly raise the snake gun on my arm while leaning on my crutch with the other hand. Yes, okay. Actually, you're going to go first, because you've got... Uh, oh, no, you're not, because you haven't got the gun ready. You're, you're going to have to get it out. So, so yeah, Logan, you are going to go first. So, you charge forward up the stairs. Tell me to swing, or...? Yeah, make your, make your sword. Yes. Well, it can try and dodge out the way, which it doesn't manage. Okay, so you cleanly slice through the tentacle, and... Richard drops heavily to the staircase for the second time in as many minutes. But you, you can both scramble out the way as as AP raises the fire snake. AP, it's now or never. It is now or never. Come on, Doc. Ooh! <laughs> Amazing. So you hit this thing flush on, absolutely bang, dead center, and it just, the whole thing starts igniting, and you can swear you can hear this sort of screaming sound coming from within the fire, and this thing is now fully burning, it's taken 10 damage, maximum damage, you, you hit it completely flush on. Okay, so roll again, okay, that one was a hit, and then roll a third time. Okay, excellent. So, you fired three times, you lose three magic points, but you've actually done a total of 13 damage. And before any of you can do anything, you, you've completely ignited it, and the whole thing just bubbles and boils, and then just kind of slumps to the ground in this fiery, bubbling pool of disgusting matter. And you have destroyed it. Well, you did it, guys. That was a close one. I slump against the wall, bleeding profusely. So you go back to where La Fuente was, and there's no sign of him. Looks like he has lived to fight another day, but yeah. the good thing is he's gone. For now, at least. Uh, yeah, he's going to be in trouble next time I see that guy. He cannot have gotten far. He was grievously wounded by Mr. Selby. Quick, up the stairs. Okay, so just to, just to describe where you are, the reason it was all that whole thing he was gone was that you were in a tunnel that was probably about a mile long between one of the wells and the, and the next one so he was about halfway down there and you you then ran in forward it took you a couple of minutes to run it was probably not half a mile but let's say quarter of a mile and you were running at top speed to try and get to the sound so he was a lot you know he was well behind you and he must have gone back to the previous well. Does anybody have a first aid or medicine? I think I may need to go back to the aid cap. I'm hurt myself, Doc, but I'll, I, will, I will try to help you. I do have first aid. Can I try? Do you want to do it in the tunnel or do you want to go back? I mean, there's, there's a stairwell well going up right here. No sense going back where we know the soldiers are. No, I agree. Did you want me to uh, try to patch you up before you made the climb, Doc? Yes, and perhaps we can look for another secret door. There's a a secret door 
back at the other well, perhaps there's another door here that will lead to, to another well. Yes, just uh, just sit for a sec. We'll, we'll, we'll go back into the well, at least I think Richard and the doc. While you guys patch each other up, uh, Logan can take a look. I'll make the first date. You want to buy hidden from Logan? Actually, Logan need, needs to make a luck roll first. Okay, and n- now you need to make a spot hidden. Well, let's let's give the healing back. So, Richard, you can roll a d4. Was, was that on AP you were doing that? Yes. Okay, so you start bandaging up his shotgun uh, wounds. You can roll a d4. Wow, good. And you definitely need a bit of bandaging around the rib cage where you've taken some nasty bruising. Oh, yeah. So you can do that on yourself. <laughs> and kept getting slammed into the dropped onto the floor. I can help Doc, but the... Yeah, it's maybe you just can't quite reach round and... I mean, a, a Doc can try. I mean, he's only got 30%. Uh, no. I made it worse. No, you only do that if you fumble or you fail a pushed roll. So, Richard, do you want to try and stretch that bit further to get it round or are you not willing to risk? Oh, of course I'm willing to risk it. Oh, God. You're going to take a D4 damage now because you've, you've dislocated something or I don't know, roll a D4. So you actually make it much worse. As you're trying to twist, like you, you hear this sort of grinding coming from your ribs, this grinding sound, and you realize you've got a broken rib and you like it almost comes through the skin or something. Yep, just, oh, oh, you see Richard kind of double over in pain. He says, we're going to have to go back to the aid camp at this point, guys. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah, that's not good. That's not good. Okay, you are. You do a bit, you spend a bit of time searching, Logan, and um, you are pretty sure there isn't another secret door on the other side, unfortunately. So the only way is either back the way you came or up the stairs. I don't see anything else in here, guys. Are there any more murals on the wall, like in the last well? Yeah, it's exactly the same. Same. I mean, they're like a slight variation on the same kind of images. Oh, while I'm here, I'd like to examine them and see if I can pick up anything. Okay. And I do have the uh, Nakal language as a hmm. Okay, you can make a Nakal roll, sure. No. Uh, it's still very mysterious to you. I mean... It's it's the same kind of images as before, these large hairy creatures building the pyramid in the center of the of, of the jungle. You, I mean, you already know where it is, so it's not like a, a big deal. But what do you want to do? You, you, I mean, they know that you're down here. What do you want to do? This is not a safe place for you to stay. You realize that. I hate to say this, but we're going to try to walk up the stairs. Oh, he grabs his ribs. You realize, though, that there's no light coming from above, so putting two and two together, it's obvious that the cap stone is still in place on top of this well. It's a good place to set an ambush if we want to rest and hide out for a few hours. Yes, definitely need the rest, Doc. Why was the Fuente taking you this way? Because I told him I had seen the map to the temple and had seen where the other wells were. And they took my weapons and stuff. I really didn't have a choice. That's why he was taking me this way. He wants to find the other wells. I guess there's a... Uh, they're certainly interested in them, those weird soldiers with the weird snaky skin. Okay, so you, you're you sort of heading up, yeah? Yep. Is that right? Each step is torture for Richard. Yes. All right, so you slowly, painfully make your way up and up and up. The good thing is that the staircase is completely intact in this one as you know of course in the other one the capstone was exploded and huge chunks of masonry had fallen down and smashed away parts of the stairs but in this one the stairs are are fully intact so after a, a long climb you make it all the way to the top and of course your your suspicions are completely confirmed that the the capstone is is fully intact at the top there's no light there's no sunlight coming in it's it's sitting on a lip obviously and you examine it and you realize it's sealed tight i mean the weight of it is is is, would make it impossible to lift it's it's huge it's like 50 feet across so i can find a similar mechanism as i've found down below you can look sure can i do it as well yes you can do it as well everyone can do a spot hidden at this point now you're looking for a mechanism about this big and it looks exactly like uh almost like an hourglass with a serpent running through it. 
Okay, so Richard, in your pain and desperation to get to safety, your your, your eyes are very intently looking, and you realise not only is there no mechanism that you can see, but clearly this capstone is just it's just sitting on top. There's no mechanical uh, structure there. It's just literally like a lid on top of a, a long tube. Okay. So the only way to get through it would be to destroy it in some manner. Uh, you guys still got that dynamite? <laughs> they do indeed. <laughs> I think that's the only way we get this off of here, Doc and, uh, and Mr. Selby. What do you guys think? I don't see anything. It doesn't seem to be mechanical. Maybe we should just rest here a bit. Well, as soon as we blow this cap, it will certainly attract soldiers to this location, which means they will know about this location. They will know where in the jungle it is. And we'll most likely need to hide from them. So what's our plan once we blow through this capstone? Assuming we have enough dynamite. Well, I think we both need medical attention. So just hobble as quickly as we can to the medical camp and hope we don't run into any more soldiers. I'll be honest, I'm afraid that blowing this capstone at the top could be more dangerous than uh, than you think. Perhaps we can set one stick of dynamite as a diversion, and then we escape up through the damaged well. Would that make more sense? As the soldiers are likely waiting for us over where they know there is an exit. Uh, however, if we set the dynamite, that will attract their attention, as stated earlier, and then we escape through uh, the other well. It's a pretty good idea. Man, this is why you're the intellectual one, Doc. I can tell I'm going to learn a lot from you as traveling with you. Yeah, that sounds like the plan. Okay, and this way we can conserve our dynamite. Why don't you guys go on ahead out the other way, and I'll wait about, since I'm the, the least damaged here, and uh, I'll wait about 30 minutes, and then I'll, I'll blow the, the cap. Very good. So Logan would uh, set the dynamite, you know, wait 30 minutes, and then... Uh, you can make education roll. Uh-oh. Do you want to push it? Why not? Oh, God. All right. So, looking at the, the sticks of dynamite, you estimate that there's about a 10-minute fuse on them, which would give you plenty of time to get down the way. For sure, you've seen dynamite sticks plenty of times before, so you're, you're confident in that. Oh, yeah, sure. I got this. Yeah. Okay, so the others, you've gone down... How hard can it be? I played with fireworks when I was a kid. Exactly. Exactly. Now, I'm going to ask for a group luck roll between Richard and AP, which is AP by one point has one one worse luck. So you, you need to make a 43 or below. Wow. Okay. That was a very important roll because basically, as you're walking down the tunnel, you don't hear anything. You're pretty sure the soldiers are not coming down the tunnel yet, if at all, in fact. It's quite possible that they've just left you to whatever fate met, would meet you. But, uh, of course, you can't know that for sure. Now, where are you going to wait? Are you going to wait in the tunnel? Are you going to go back to the other well? Or where are you going to wait? I'm quite certain Mr. Selby will catch up to us pretty easily as the two of us are leaning on each other uh, for stability. So uh, let's just walk uh, to the other stairwell and wait for him there. Yeah, yeah good idea, Doc. Okay, so you go there, and for the first time in hours, you, you see some daylight up, up above you from the open mouth of the well. You don't see sign of any soldiers up there. Maybe they've, maybe they've just retreated to regroup. It's, I, I guess you can only hope. Now, Logan, with your 10 minutes of, of fuse time, you're feeling pretty, pretty happy about things. It's easy enough to light the fuse. You just bundle the sticks together, pack it as close as you can to the to the lip of the lid maybe there's the the top stair you, you kind of jam it in there and then you light it and then you look down at the fuse and you realize you've made a terrible mistake a terrible miscalculation as the fuse is is burning down much quicker than you thought what do you want to do uh i would pull the fuse out of the dynamite okay you know what make a dexterity roll yep you fumble a bit, and then you pull them out, and maybe you can, like, stamp on the ends and put them out. Put the fuses out. So, yeah, this is going to be dangerous. You, you realise now you've not got ten minutes. It's, it's at best a two-minute fuse on them. 
which would not give you enough time to get to the bottom. Well, friends, it's been good knowing you. How volatile is dynamite? This kind of primitive dynamite is pretty volatile, I think. I don't, I don't, it, I don't think it explodes necessarily if you drop it, but if it gets anywhere near heat source, it definitely goes up. If you shot a, a bullet at it, it goes up. Well, I have the shotgun though, so I wouldn't, it wouldn't be that uh, accurate. Shotgun doesn't need to be. Yeah, but even then, my range isn't fantastic. I'll try that. I'll try. Do you that. have a uh, Do you have a piece of rope that can be used as a makeshift uh, makeshift fuse? I do have rope. Let me try that. Let me cut a small piece of rope off of my the rope that I have and just try burning it and see how long it see how well it burns. Okay, so you um, you pull out your early Zippo. Zippo's one invented, yeah, but there was something similar. And you spark it up a couple of times, trying to keep away from the dynamite, I suppose. It doesn't burn well. It really doesn't. It, it would need some kind of accelerant. Alright, now with it. I'll just put the fuse back in it, light it, and book it. Excellent. You're a pulp hero. Go for it. Alright, you shove the fuse back in, you light it, and you start running. So, Logan, first thing you can do, make a con roll. Excellent, you made a success. So you are running, you've got plenty of plenty of stamina, and you start running. And it feels like if it actually feels like you're running down and your legs are sort of in treacle as you're trying to, you know, it's that it's almost like you're in that, that nightmarish dream where you're trying to run and your legs aren't aren't moving as fast as you want. But they are. You're 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 half falling down down the stairs. Jumping is no is not an option. You you would just be splattered. I don't think I have a whole lot of options here. I'm just gonna run. Just run my butt off, man. You're going about as fast as, as you can, and you get about halfway down when you hear this absolutely deafening boom come from above you. The walls of the of the well are kind of shaking and vibrating. I will say real quick. Once I hear the explosion, I would push myself against the wall as close, you know, as close as I can get to it. Yes, yes. Sunlight comes suddenly f flooding into the well, like huge shafts of it, but what they're lighting up is this massive amount of stone just now falling almost in slow motion down the well. These massive fragments, some of them like the size of a car, are just like bouncing off the sides of the well smashing into the staircase, taking huge chunks of the stairs away. Logan, you need to make a hard luck roll now. Oh, boy. Oh! <laughs> he nailed it. And this massive chunk misses you by about three inches. You can feel this blast of wind, of air, just washing over you. It just basically misses your shoulder and foot and takes away a huge piece of the stairs right next to where you're standing. And then it's gone. And then the dust is falling all around you and little fragments of stone skitter off the walls and the stairs. Pull my shirt up over my nose and my mouth. I'm not breathing in all this dust. And then there is silence and you have survived. I'm assuming there's no way back up because it's all destroyed now, right? I mean, you would have to jump and climb and do all that business, but yeah. Well, my friends are waiting for me, so I'll just keep going. Okay. You keep going. And you rejoin your friends at the bottom of the other well. What took you so long? <laughs> oh, I ran into some old friends. I don't think there are any soldiers up there, but let's see. And Logan would take point. Okay. So you lead your friends up. You gingerly make your way across the, the rope that's still there, about halfway up. And you can make a, a stealth roll. You need to make a stealth roll to, if you want to be quiet, if you make it up the last bit. I know you're not good at it. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay. I could just run my butt off, you know, so. You could, but at one point you're trying to be really quiet, and somehow in your creeping you manage to kick a big chunk of masonry off the stairwell and it falls down all the way down to the bottom and makes this massive crack noise which echoes echoes up the well and at this point you've kind of poked your head above the level just as this was happening and to your immense relief you see there are no soldiers anywhere near anywhere in this clearing I think your your ruse must have worked that's exactly it but 
at least they weren't there now. They may have heard it. You've no idea whether they heard that, but they're obviously nowhere in this clearing. It looks clear, guys. Let's go. Okay. And as you all come up out of the well, you can all make an intelligence roll or a spot hidden, whichever you prefer. Well, let's say Logan, because you got the hard success. As you get up, you kind of, something's odd. Something's changed. And then you realize what it is. You can now see the top of the pyramid protruding above the tree line. And it was definitely, definitely not doing that before. Guys, was, was that there before? I don't honestly remember that. The temple appears to no longer be hidden. Yeah. Whoops. How much dynamite did you use? Just a bit. I wonder if uh, the soldiers have figured out the well map and maybe they did something. The snake guys. And they really are snake men, Doc. I didn't, I'm not just imagining it. Saw a snake person? Yeah, uh, La Fuente showed me. He pulled down the skin around his eye and it was all snaky and reptilian. Reptilian. Underneath. Don't know what you saw, but I'm certain it was some form of uh, skin condition. You know how it is in the Amazon. Poor hygiene and... Well, whatever you say, Doc, but I think uh, so- something's been uh, unlocked somewhere. I think we should still make our way back to the, uh, the medical camp. Hopefully all the soldiers are aiding Mr. La Fuente at the temple. Well, I agree. Uh, I won't make it very far if we don't get some help. We should be very careful to try not to run into any more soldiers on our way back. Play it cool. Play it cool. Remember, we are wearing our army, army uniforms ourselves. Yeah. Play it cool. Okay, so you head back towards the aid camp. Maybe it takes you an hour of walking. Because now you know the way. It's, it's probably a lot easier. And, yeah. You arrive back. As you're approaching, though... You hear this sort of static coming from one of your backpacks. Whoever's carrying that Caduceus radio, there's a kind of crackling noise coming from it. I believe I have that. Yes. And and you realize that possibly someone's trying to communicate with you. But of course, as you know, it needs the, the aerial needs to be properly positioned in order to get any kind of signal. So it's just static coming through. Hearing that, I would... Um stop real quick and I would kneel down and pull off my pack and pull the radio out and look at the other two and say I think the radio, I think I hear something on the radio and he'll begin to set up the radio real quick. Well for God's sake let's hide somewhere first at least. Sounds good to me. So you move to the north a bit and the radio is continuing to crackle static but it's it's kind of like intermittent it's like it goes for a bit then it goes silent and then a few minutes later it goes again so it definitely sounds like someone's trying to contact you somehow. So I will climb a tree. Okay. You don't need to make a climb roll. It's it's a you're not under pressure and you position the aerial and, and you can hear the, the the static. It's kind of it's doing that kind of weird sort of going in and out sound as 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 it's kind of searching as you move the antenna around to find the right position. And eventually you get it in the right position and you suddenly hear a voice come through. And it's saying, um Doctor Ossini, Doctor Ossini Please respond. Please respond. Then it goes quiet again. Uh, very well. Uh, I pick it up. I say, uh, Dr. Ossini is uh, ill-disposed. This is uh, Professor Thackeray. Oh, Thackeray, Thackeray, good job, good job. What's wrong with Dr. Ossini? Did he get a bit of the jungle tummy? He was shot in the face. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Did he recover? No, to the best of my knowledge. Uh, the doctors treated him, but he was too far gone. Over. Oh dear, oh dear, that, that's a terrible, terrible shame. Oh, I did like Dr. Orsini. Who's, who's speaking, please? Over. Oh, oh, sorry, yes, uh, you, you must be um, uh, Professor Thackeray. Uh, yes, yes, my, my, um, my name is Shapiro. Uh, Mr. Shapiro. Quentin, you can call me Quentin. My friends call me Quentin. Mr. Shapiro, please advise, uh, what is Dr. Orsini's mission? Before I say anything more, can you please verify your credentials, your names, and your mission status? Well, Professor A.P. Thackeray, as we have uh, established, I'm also here with uh, Mr. Chesterton and Mr. Selby. Right, right. 
and the uh, doctors and nurses you were accompanying. I, I hope they are not also. Yeah. Most of them have arrived safely, over. Oh, good, 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 good. Yes, yes. Now, I'm sure you have lots of questions, Mr. Thackeray. Uh, indeed, I do. Yes, yes. Well, I think it's best to tell you. Um, you probably guessed already by now, but uh, Caduceus does a little bit more than just providing humanitarian aid, you see. Don't say. Yes, yes. Still, I would like to still categorize it as providing aid to the human race. <laughs> if you see what I mean. Do you see what I mean? I do not find this tone uh, charming, Mr. Shapiro. You see, many of us have, have suffered grave injuries on this mission. We are being attacked by Bolivian soldiers, and we need aid immediately. Right, right, right. Well, look, yes, I suppose. Did those soldiers have anything odd about them? They had a, a skin rash. Some of them appear to uh, uh, be suffering from uh, uh, ichthyosis vulgaris, uh, skin condition, scaly daily texture, about the, uh, the eyes and lips. Uh, scaly, you say? Uh. Also, we found some, uh, some archaeological sites and uh, a temple, if that's of any interest. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Well, listen, I suppose I'd better spit it all out, eh? Well, look, you see, Caduceus, our mission is to seek out threats against humanity and deal with them. You are, or perhaps you were, part of one such team. Vassini was meant to explain all this to you. Why didn't he? Oh, gosh. Probably because he was shot in the face. Yes, yes, that's probably, yes, that's probably the reason. Well, listen, here's what went down, as they say, in some of the more less salubrious parts of, of the city. On March the 4th, an artillery shell hit the site of interest near to the aid camp. I, I imagine you're probably aware of this in some way by now. Some kind of ancient guardian was released. It may still be at large. Have you seen anything strange in the jungle? Indeed we have. Some sort of large mollusk-type creature has attacked us several times. Mollusk, you say? Oh, that's interesting. It was uh, nearly three or four times the size of any man and it had uh, tentacles. Yes, yes. Yeah, yes, that's definitely a level three. Yes, yes. Anyway, where we don't know what it is, uh, although obviously your description will help greatly, are you sure it was a bivalve? Are you sure it wasn't um, something in the... I'm no biologist, Mr. Shapiro, but I can tell you that it, it bore uh, two tentacles, I believe, and uh, had some sort of mollusk body. Tell him it could regenerate. Tell him that part. Tell him the part where it regenerates. I'm certain it didn't. Mr. Chesterton, do you please? It uh, appeared to uh, uh, heal itself rather rapidly. Ah, interesting. Fascinating, fascinating. That does narrow it down a, a little bit there. Mm, mm, very good, very good. Anyway, these things are dangerous, so just be careful if you do see one. We're rather interested in what the Guardian is protecting, you see. Uh... Well, the, the sites where we uncovered it appear to be connected to a temple. Yes, very good, very good, yes. Yes, yes. Tell yes. me, Mr. Shapiro, uh, do, are you able to furnish uh, flamethrowers? Yes, possibly, but we couldn't send an airdrop for at least another day. I'm afraid you'll have to be on your own wit till then. Uh, the flame fire appears to be quite effective against these mollusks. Mm, yes, that, that definitely occurs with our theories, at least. But listen, the mission. I know Asini's dead, but, well, it's all on you now. You need to get into that temple somehow, and you'll find there a mummy. A mummy, you, you, you follow me. A mummy? Yes, yes. Like an Egyptian mummy? Well, I mean, obviously this isn't Egyptian. This would be um, Inca, or at least something like that. And you're saying... This mummy is a threat to humanity. Well, we need to recover this mummy for our, our own research. But there's just one little snag. Snag. What is the snag? Over. Yes, just make sure you bring the mummy back alive. 
Is is it alive, this mummy? Well... What do you mean, alive? Or you take me for a fool, sir? Well, I know it does sound rather ridiculous, but technically, this mummy isn't really dead. Just a bit dead. Partially dead. Mainly dead. But just a little bit alive. You'll figure it all out when you, when you see it. I'm quite certain you are brain dead. Mr. Thackeray, I have studied this type of science for, for decades now. Forgive my rudeness, I, uh, I've been shot several times. Oh, have you? Oh, have you? Oh, dear. Well, look, you better get that patched up, because, um, sounds like if there are hostiles, they may well be interested in the same, in the same target. Especially if what you said about their skin is true. Indeed, these hostiles, as you put it, are the Bolivian army, and they have taken over this aid camp which you, to which you have sent us. Really? When did they do that? Uh, sometime before we arrived. We were made to leave in great haste. Well, that's not good. That's not good at all. How many did you say there were? I should say several dozen at least, although we have, uh, we have been forced to defend ourselves and kill several of them. Were they all human? What do you mean, were they human? I will not take your racism. Just a simple question, that's all. If you, uh, never mind, never mind, it's fine. Of course fine. they were human. You see Richard in the background, tell him they were snakes. <laughs> Mr. Chesterton, do you mind? He says, who, who, I heard that just about. Please, Very well, Mr. Chesterton, come here. I pass the mic to Mr. Chesterton. Oh, hello, hello Mr. Chesterton. Pleasure to meet you. Uh, hello there, Quentin. Oh, oh, definitely. This uh, uh, one of their leaders. Uh, his name was uh, La Fuente. He took me prisoner, and he showed me uh, what lies under his human skin, and it was all scaly. And it could be this Ictramosis Bulgaria, but I don't think so. I think the doc is uh, he's a little too buttoned up to to realize what I do. And twice now, I saw La Fuente do some w weird like uh, magic stuff where he threw stuff across the balderdash. Yes, well, they do have access to these sorts of, um, let's say, capabilities. Some of them, at least. Well, look, you must be very careful of any that are a bit on the scaly side. They, they, are, they can be very dangerous. Make sure you dispatch them as quickly as you can. They will cause you significant difficulties if you, if you let them get to that temple first. Well, I certainly don't want to tangle with them any more than I have to, although if I see that La Fuente guy, guy tried to kill me, so... Yes, yes, I'm sure he did. They don't think of us as much more than just, just cattle. Well, I'll tell you, it's nice to talk to somebody who kind of knows what they're talking about. I've been trying to explain to the doc here, and he just seems to think I'm a crazy one. <laughs> well, I, I understand it can be hard to, to believe this kind of stuff before you've fully been had your eyes opened, and uh, sometimes maybe it's better not to know, to be honest. Maybe. But I want to know what I'm dealing with if, you know, if we're going to get out of this thing. Now, now listen, they're not invulnerable. You can dispatch them, you just need to make sure you, you act with complete ruthlessness. Do not give them an inch. They are vicious, they are treacherous, and they are powerful. Get the advantage on them and then execute. That's my advice. Okay. Come about this uh, snake pistol I found. Does he know anything? Know about this technology at all? I'll ask him. Uh, we well, do know anything about uh, fire spewing uh, snake pistols. Huh? You found one of them, did you? Yeah, they're rather handy, aren't they? Uh, really handy. It was the only thing that did any damage to that uh, mollusk thing. Yeah. Against them for sure, but uh, against anything else, I do prefer a good double-barrel shotgun up up the nose. Yeah. Oh, if he if he is preparing an airdrop, uh, I would like some uh, fifty uh, round drums for a Thompson submachine gun, if available. Okay. Now listen, I'll organize an airdrop for for a mile east of the camp tomorrow morning, six a.m. Oh, uh, that sounds good. Yeah, mile east tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. Yes. Now look, 
better in communication. These these radios make a lot of noise, and if there are hostiles in the in the forest, uh, you need to be you need to be on your watch out. So look, if you need anything more, just call through. I can be raised at any hour, but I think it's best we we end this end this communication now. All right, thank you, Quentin. Thank you, and thank you for serving Caduceus. You are saving humanity. And he puts the the radio crackles and then goes dead. <laughs> Logan shouts down. You guys about done? Yeah, we're done. You can come down now, Mister Selby. I think I will need to have to have a session with that gentleman. Clearly lost his marbles. Oh, Doc. Before Logan climbs down, does he see anything, any troops or anything that he can, you know, from the top of the tree? No, there wasn't any movement. You're pretty sure that that they must be investigating the area where you blew up, and but of course, if you could see the temple had risen, they definitely could as well from where they were. The, the tree line is pretty much the same everywhere, so they will be fully aware of what's what's happened if indeed they didn't cause it themselves. So they're going to climb down. Then. What a day it has been! Longest day of my life. I couldn't hear very well from up in the tree, but was that guy making fun of our moms? No, not that kind of mummy, Selby. Doc, I think that we get in the Vanguard Club for sure if we bring back a live mummy. The definition of live is uh, certainly very loose in that gentleman's mind. Uh, certainly, if we find a mummy, it will be preserved in the museum, and we will certainly be written about. You are quite correct. Maybe I'll get Molly to go on a date with me if I bring her a mummy. Please, Mr. Chesterton, this is not the time to be thinking with anything other than our minds. Logan is staring at the two of them like they've lost their minds. Okay, so from where you were perched, you also saw that there don't appear to be any soldiers in the camp at the moment. So you could probably make a quick shuffle over to the camp if you want to get um, some medical attention. Yep. Okay, so let's just say you go there, you meet up again with with one of the doctors, let's say Dr. Gomez again, the, 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 the chief, uh, the head doctor of the camp. He's shocked to see the condition you're in, but you're taken through to one of the hospital tents and you are all treated. So everyone can get back four hit points. Okay, well, look, we will have to end there. I mean, that was an awesome session, guys. Totally crazy. So I hope you enjoyed that latest episode of Two-Headed Serpent. I certainly enjoyed running it, and I also enjoyed editing it. Don't talk much about my process, but um, it is a lot of fun actually putting these together with the help I get from various people. So thanks to all of you. And thanks, actually, to our new Patreons. Yes, yes, since last week we actually have a bunch of new Patreons, and I wanted to call them out by name and thank them in order. So welcome Claustrophobia, Mr. Kloster. We know each other through various Facebook groups and I am delighted that you've decided to join the growing legion, small legion, of Grizzly Peaks patrons. So Claustrophobia joined at the four, $4 level? Canadian $4. I'm getting confused now. It works at $3 level. That's how Patreon works, folks. Anyway, thank you Claustrophobia for joining. Thanks also to one of our growing number of British followers. I didn't quite know I had so many British fans, but I guess it makes sense being from that aisle. Thank you, Dave Goodchild, for joining also amazingly at the $20 level, the Grizzly Peak. Yeah, my heart goes out to you. I'm kind of stunned that we already have three backers, three supporters at the Grizzly Peak level. It is an introductory offer, (laughs) he says, with his best marketing hat on. And there's only one more slot open at the $20 level because if you come in at the Grizzly Peak level, you will get to participate in the show in numerous ways which will be revealed soon thank you again dave thanks also to paul greenhow another british backer thank you paul coming in at the grizzled patron level which of course gives you access to special episodes we are releasing two special episodes right now miss jews for the first time ever and we're re-releasing ladybug ladybug fly away home from the stygian fox collection the things we leave behind which is a fantastic adventure we did have a few of those episodes up on expedition to the grizzly peaks they've since come down and we will be 
taking that to completion for the Grizzled Patron and above level. Also coming at Grizzled Patron level is Dilathlene. Dilathlene, now of course you come from the Dreamlands, don't you? I didn't know they used um, Pound Sterling in the Dreamlands, but obviously it is the British version of the Dreamlands, so thank you Dilathlene. And two more as well, I mean, wow, blown away. Two more coming at the Grizzled Patron level, Anthony Lee Dudley, thank you so much Anthony, and Jonas Deckers. Jonas from Denmark, Danish Kroner, that's what he's paying in, Danish Kroner. Thank you so much Jonas, we, we've already chatted and compared the British and Danish sense of humour. I have Danish friends and I've spent a bit of time in Copenhagen over the years and I feel that we are very close culturally, uh, uh, brethren separated by uh, the North Sea. I think it's the North Sea that separates Britain and Denmark. It's somewhere up there. Anyway, yeah, thank you to all of you. And and finally, again, thanks again to Sirenscape. I think it's a more appropriate thanks this episode because, of course, Two-Headed Serpent is one of their sound sets that I have bought and used. And it is a fantastic sound set. If you're ever running Two-Headed Serpent, it is a boon to your table and to your Roll20 and whatever else you can transmit it via. Fantastic. Thanks so much, Sirenscape, for providing this incredible material. So, see you next time.